How much more do you want from me? More. How much more successful do you want me to be? More successful. How many records can my records break? More records. But, but I'm the best. But are you a different animal and the same beast? Or, or, home, home, feel, feel, advantage. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is a podcast for Home Field Advantage. I'm your host back again, Mike LaVere, here with another podcast for the week. The first podcast of 2020. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, took a little break. Um, I know a lot of people was hitting me up saying, why you take a long break? Uh, because y'all don't listen to podcasts over the uh, holidays. Yeah, y'all don't. End of December, January, y'all, y'all be busy uh, thotting around and, and doing all kind of stuff. Uh, so I decided to take a break too, man. You know, you always got to take a break for your mental health. Um, I was going to come back uh, last week and some things happened and I just couldn't do it. And then I tried to come back uh, actually the week before last. And then last week I lost all my audio because my computer is trash, but I'm broke. So, um, and I was really excited to get this podcast started for this week. And Sunday happened. Oh, for the record, uh, it's just going to be me today. No one else will be joining me on the podcast. It won't be a long one. Um, it's, I mean, I think everybody understands that, you know, this week has been a really difficult one a very weird one because there's a lot of big sporting things happening and yet and still the the sporting world is just mourning right now um and you know when I prepared to do this podcast I started writing down what I wanted to talk about what I wanted to say and then I just trashed it all because I just felt like why why plan out saying any of this just just speak and just say how you feel um so on uh january 26 uh kobe being bryant passed away at the age of 41 um i'll tell you how i found out so um as as my wife and i and a friend of mine were walking to our cars we were leaving and my wife uh, while me and my friend are talking, my wife just be like, hey, you know, uh, my sister just called, uh, text me or called me and she said, Kobe died. I said, Kobe who? <laughs> I was like, who are you talking about? It was like, Kobe, Kobe Bryant. And I'm like, and, and yeah, I, I went, I switched to a chauvinistic attitude because I was like, you don't even watch sports, like knock it off. Tell your sister, quit playing on the phone. Like if Kobe died, I would have heard something. And, you know, my friend is saying the same thing, like, yeah, nothing came to my phone. So, you know, in doing full home fit advantage over the years, I learned the right people to follow on social media because some people just troll and put out 
uh, terrible news. So I, I, I immediately go to Twitter and I'm like, man, let me show you, uh, uh, the Kobe ain't dead. And then my wife was like, well, TMZ reported it. I paused cause TMZ gets it right a lot. I might not agree with a lot of their ethics, but TMZ gets it right a lot. Um, I remember when I learned Michael Jackson died, I learned Michael Jackson died from TMZ. I remember when Prince died, I learned Prince died from TMZ. Um, so that made me pause and I was like, yeah, I don't know. So I go to TMZ's Twitter and I see the post and I'm like, uh, it says allegedly or, or reportedly I'm like, maybe it's someone else's helicopter. You know, I'm not going to trip off that. I think that's kind of crazy. So then a lot of people start saying Kobe's dead. I'm like, yo, y'all are bugging. Like I just saw him yesterday. <laughs> and really that's how many of us was like, we had just finished watching him, you know, dap up LeBron and, and we, we see him on TV and, and it's just like, we was like, he was family. We was like, nah, I just saw him yesterday. What are you talking about? Um, and so I start to drive home and I'm listening to the radio and nobody's talking about it. And that's weird. Cause if TMZ says something about it, sporting rate, sport radio should be saying something about it. And, uh, when I finally get home, I like dive into my Twitter. I start following all the people that I know put out credible information. And a lot of them were saying that Kobe was in a helicopter crash and my heart stopped. Like it skipped. Like I was like, it can't be like it's Kobe, right? So in a minute now, I'm just waiting for Kobe to hop on Twitter. Like, yo, y'all got to knock it off. Um, you know, you're wrong. I'm alive. And that never happened. And then eventually they confirmed that Kobe had passed away in a helicopter crash. And I just couldn't believe it. Like I refused to believe Kobe Bryant was dead. Why is that? Why as we as humans understanding that one thing is guaranteed in life and that's death. Why don't we believe when people die? It's almost as though we just looked at Kobe like he would never pass away. But our idols die like the people. Yeah, I don't want to call him an idol, but like the people that we uh, um, look up to like that, like they die, they're human. And I was just completely shocked. And then as I sat there, just trying to get as much information as possible, which it is difficult in this day and age, I'm going to tell you, it was a lot of bad reporting going on on Sunday, terrible reporting, unethical reporting. Um, a lot of, it was, it was really bad. Um, so you had to really sift through the trash. And then all of a sudden I saw Rick Fox was on the plane and I'm freaking out. Cause I'm like, yo, Rick Fox, how does a helicopter take out two of these iconic people? And then Rick Fox family comes out like, yo, knock it off. Like my dad is alive. And I can't imagine what his family felt. Cause that's kind of crazy to be like, oh my God, is my dad dead? And, and then you got to go call him. I can't imagine if he didn't pick up the first time, y'all would have freaked out. And then I heard a report that said three of his daughters are on their helicopter. I called my wife. I said, she said, are you okay? I said, 
yeah, but I'm not going to be okay if this is true. So I'm going to remain patient because this cannot be true. And um, when ABC put that out, I just refused to retweet it. I just, I just felt like it didn't make sense. And then all of a sudden I heard, you know, it's not three, it's just one. And that, and I waited on that too, because I just couldn't believe that not only is Kobe died, but an innocent young girl that Kobe birthed or, or is Kobe's child has passed away. And I immediately got nervous because uh, as familiar as many people are with Kobe Bryant's children, we all are very familiar with one, especially if you're a basketball head recently, because she goes everywhere with her dad. And that was Gigi. And I immediately thought of Gigi. I was like, no, 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 no. But that can't be her. Cause she's so sweet and innocent seemingly. And she smiles and it can't be. So hopefully, you know, he's, I don't know who is on this plane, but I, I just hope it's none of his kids. And then it comes confirmed that it is Gigi. And I couldn't, I had to hold back the tears because being a dad now, ever since we adopted my son, I have a new perspective on life. I understand dads just a little bit more. And I just couldn't believe being a dad in that moment and understanding that you probably going down looking at your daughter like I there's nothing I can do to save her. And so I was thrown off by that. Or was. Um so yeah. So all that happened, right? And I'm freaking out. I'm just getting all the information. And eventually I had to stop. I had to get out social media because it was just too much. It was it was so much information. It was coming so fast and some of it was wrong and some of it was right. And I just had to stop and just step away. And then we, I just reflected and just was like, this can't be Kobe can't die. It's a funny thing with, um, and, and I, I'm not going to give out his name, but one of my best friends had the exact same thought process that I did. Matter of fact, I read his text message to you. Uh, I'm not going to say who it was. Keep him anonymous because he doesn't know I'm going to read this. And this is exactly how I felt after everything. He texts me. He says, this will probably take me a little bit to get over, to get over it. It has me thinking about my own mortality, even though we have a hope. And I can't stop thinking about how he must have felt knowing that him and his daughter were about to die. And there's nothing he could do about it. Like, I can't imagine that feeling with my own children. So it's not just about basketball for me, even though he was my favorite player as a dad. It's like, wow, man. And that's exactly how I felt. Like, you know, so many times we look at these players and we looked at Kobe like a machine, like he was a machine. Even when he looked human, he didn't look human. We just always knew that he would get up and we always knew that he would keep going. And we always knew there was tomorrow with Kobe being the Mamba, the black Mamba Bryant. We just knew it. We knew there was always going to be a tomorrow with him. Even when he retired, we was like, what is he going to do next? We, we knew. And sometimes we get reminded, reminded that athletes are humans 
They are humans that have to answer to mortality as well. And just like my buddy said in text text, it reminded me of my own mortality. It made me think of, wow, he died in a helicopter crash. He's always in a helicopter. And it made me think about the risk I take when I drive. And, you know, am I cautious enough when I drive? And am I cautious enough for other people? And it made me pay attention to everything. Down to this day, I'm recording this on Thursday, January 30th. It's been about four days. I have, because Kobe passed away, I am cautious and careful of everything I'm doing right now, including how much time I'm spending with my son. And that's just because my mortality, I was reminded that I could pass away. I was reminded of my mortality. And when you're reminded of your mortality, you move differently. You don't want to waste time and you don't want to spend the time in life arguing or being in um, fits of rage over nothing and being petty. All that stuff don't matter when you understand that tomorrow's not promise. And spending time with my kid meant everything because I knew tomorrow wasn't promised. Making that yellow light didn't mean that much to me anymore because I knew tomorrow wasn't promised. And that's how his death has affected me. I'm going to tell you something. I was, I know a lot of people who hit me up when, when Kobe passed away, cause they was like, Oh, you didn't root for him. And I didn't, I rooted against Kobe. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed watching him play. I enjoy his approach to game, his focus, his determination, a con, uh, you know, accompanied with, um, this great ability to play the game of basketball. And, you know, I, and I rooted against them. You know, it was it was cool to root against them. I, I enjoyed it um, up until probably the last few years of his career. Then I started understanding that, wow, they don't make him on trees like they don't. This is an icon right here. and He's on his way out the door for basketball and we can't replicate him that easily. And it's true. If you watch the NBA, the amount of competitiveness, competitiveness, that Kobe exude, you can't find that in 95% of the players in the NBA. You can't find it. And to be able to accompany that competitiveness with the ability that he does, you're really not going to find it. I only know of one person to me that has that absolute dog in him accompanied with the ability and that's Russell Westbrook where injury don't stop him. Nothing stops him. He's not taking no days off. This is what I do. I play basketball and I play it with a crazy focus. Argue with me all you want about Russell Westbrook's abilities and his deficiencies or whatever, but that competitive nature is not in everybody. And some of the things that we see in the NBA, Kobe, wouldn't do i'm not gonna go into detail because this is in the podcast for that this is what i respected about kobe he just had this determination so much so that he was disliked by many and you know what that happens when you get people who are that competitive and that determined 
a lot of people didn't like Michael Jordan. We just didn't know about it because there wasn't social media around. But I heard plenty of his teammates didn't like him. Kobe, uh, plenty of his teammates didn't like him. Russell Westbrook, a lot of his teammates didn't like him. But you always respected something about them, even if you didn't root, if you rooted against them. I say all that to say we're going to miss Kobe, man. Like, we thought we would miss him on the court, and then he started to do extraordinary things after that. I miss seeing him be a dad on the sideline. That was great. I miss um, the attention to detail videos that he would do. They were amazing. That's what we miss about ESPN and all that. You know, back in the day, ESPN and all these sport networks, they used to teach you the game and you watch to learn. Now you watch to hear an opinion. It's best. It's it's a barbershop on television. But that showed uh, that attention to detail. He was so particular. It was amazing how he was breaking down film. And we won't get that anymore. The candidness that he had accompanied with the politically correct nature in which he said things. But he was still straightforward when he talked. I was watching him on so many podcasts like he was great on these podcasts and we won't get that anymore. I was hoping to get an autobiography by Kobe Bryant. And you know what? To be honest, I'm hoping that he wrote one because I want to hear from his words. And from what I heard, plenty of people tried to do documentaries on Kobe. Plenty of people tried to write books on Kobe and Kobe. Every time he would, you know, observe those things, he said, no, you're not telling the story right. So I don't know if we're ever going to know the full story of Kobe Bryant. And that's sad. Because he meant so much to so many. The generation we have playing basketball now grew up watching Kobe Bryant and Allen Iverson. My generation was in between Jordan and 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 uh, Kobe. This generation watched Kobe. They emulate Kobe. If you go and watch Jason Tatum right now, that's Kobe Bryant in, in like the mannerisms and the way he moves with the basketball and the way he shoots his shot in such a way that it makes it so difficult to defend him. Kobe's impact is going to live forever, man. And he was taken from us way too soon. And this, this death feels a lot like how I felt when I heard about, um, when when I heard about Tupac passing away and it, I felt the same way when I heard about Nipsey Hussle passing away and I felt the same when I um, when I had found out Robin Williams passed away like those were really weird because it was like I just saw you on TV I just admired you on TV you're one of the dopest people that we have on television and you're gone that's crazy. So I leave all that to say this um, as we get ready to wrap up this podcast, this first podcast of 2020. We're going to get back to the shenanigans and the funny stuff now, but we had to pay our respects to Kobe Bryant. 
the other thing that I'm learning that I learned with that with Kobe Bryant's passing was man, you have to you have to love the people that love you. And and let me you know, I know people gonna be like, what if they hurt you? I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying is don't let petty things interfere with people that care about you. It ain't worth it. I know you hear it all the time where older people say, hey, as a married couple, don't go to bed angry. Yes, that's correct. Don't go to bed angry, especially not with people you love. Even if it's a friend, call them, fix it. Because tomorrow not promise. I'm sure none of us thought that we would ever see a moment where Kobe won't be on this earth. I went to his Instagram page and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't look. I had to close the app because I, I can't believe this person's gone. Um, and I see so many great things. People are memorializing Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gigi. I know I'm talking a lot about Kobe, but his daughter, man, the way that, the way that she would light up being around her dad. Um, hearing how she was going to be the next Mamba, Mamba Sita. She had so many great things ahead of her and she's taken before her time. Um, along with, I think it's seven other people on that helicopter. Um, it's so sad to hear that these tragedies happen, but again, it affects how it reminds me of how I should live my life. So if I ever had beef with anyone, I'm sorry. It is over. There is no beef with me with anyone. Nobody. Nobody that I know. Nobody that cares about me or that I care about them. They won't be able to say after today that Mike has any beef with him. Because I understand that time is of the essence. I don't care how long you've been on this earth. We watched Kobe for 20 years dribble that basketball. 20 years we never thought he would leave this earth many of us are in the 20s teens all of that stuff tomorrow's not promised man so you make sure that you do the things you're supposed to do today love people as much as you can learn to forgive people and learn to do things the best way you can and leave a amazing legacy on your way out. I lead this podcast uh, just talking about my favorite Kobe moment. And at the end of this podcast, I'm going to add in some people sent me some audio and they're able to pay their respects to Kobe Bryant. And um, I'm going to let them just speak, man. Um, my favorite Kobe Bryant moment is actually his final game. And it's not because of the 60 points. I'm going to tell you something. I don't care about those points like that. It was great to see him go off like in the in middle of the third all the way to the fourth quarter because that was classic Kobe, but that that's not it because they were feeding him the ball. It was like in the last couple minutes of that game and his team who, you know, they were uh, that Lakers was out the playoffs. This game didn't really mean much outside of it was Kobe's last game. And they just really want to feed him the ball and get him to score as much as he wanted. And it's like his team kind of just had a lapse and they allowed Utah to score an easy bucket. And Kobe lost it. And he was upset. 
it was like, no, we don't pick and choose what we play in basketball hardcore. We play full throttle all the time. And that's the way he approached it. And I looked at that. And I was like, how can people say he care about stats when everybody in the whole world wanted him to score more points? And here's this man upset of a meaningless defensive lap lapse. That's the Kobe. I remember competitor to the end and it didn't matter what the outcome was. He was going to play hard because you know why? Because he knew if he went hard, they had a chance to win. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to keep that type of Mamba mentality with the things that I do, whatever I do, I'm going to try to do it in a way that I know that if I go hard enough, then I can win. And that's it. Um, I'm going I'm to let y'all guys hear some of uh, some people that I know talk about Kobe and their stories and the impact that Kobe has had on their life. And, you know, let's just remember Kobe. Let's, you know, do your mourning. I'll never tell you not to mourn. But celebrate his life, man. Celebrate what you learn from him. Take something from this. Um, Cause yeah, that's that's the best thing that you could do, to be honest. Uh I'll end this in saying, even though Kobe's no longer here, Kobe's legacy is well cemented. And however the world wants to celebrate that legacy. I'm going to applaud it. Doesn't matter if I agree or not. Um, as long as it's, um, you know, not bringing God's will, <laughs> I'm going to applaud it. Because number eight and number 24, they deserve it. All right, man, this is a podcast for home field advantage. Listen to how Kobe has impacted other people. And I'm going to catch you in another two weeks. I'm out. Man, just trying to think back and say, what did Kobe mean to me personally? I take you way back. Growing up, being a big guy, you only have one player that you can emulate. You know, you're going to go to the court immediately. Hey, little Shaq, people identified you when you go to any court playing basketball with what player you identify with, how you play, what you look like, the tenacity that you had, the personality that you had when you played. And being Shaq, you know I had to have a Kobe, right? That's They go hand in hand. My best friend growing up wanted to be Kobe. Every kid wanted to handle the ball, wanted to shoot, Wanted to play like Kobe. Big or small, wanted to play like Kobe. Right? So, you finish spending two, three hours locked in as Kobe. I was locked in the shack, playing on the video game, playing on the Xbox, the PS1, PS2, to just go outside Hours upon hours and do the same thing you were this high. You got the two-man game. You're kicking it back out to your Kobe. You playing ass Shaq. 
That's how you spend your time. You go to school the next day. Jim, this is why I'm Shaq. Or kids talking about Kobe. Or this is why I'm Kobe. No, I'm going to be Kobe. Like that was your childhood. Emulating these players. Pretty much how folks emulate or want to be superhero. These were our superhero. These players were the costumes that we put on that made us feel good about ourselves, that made us feel like, hey, I got a skill, I got something going, you know, I got a fadeaway like Kobe. Right? Or I got that tenacity, I compete like Kobe. And then when you get older, that mentality sticks with you. When you hear that Mamba mentality, like that's a real thing. That's what people study hard and try their whole lives to do, to attack something. Like Kobe would attack the game. My most ignore, like, you know, Annoying experience with Kobe is rooting against him. And that's that's just a sign of a person that everybody respects that really just transcends just being a basketball player, an athlete. Right? His mentality, his will to win really encompasses what people, everybody wants a piece of that. Like when the going get tough, The tough get going. That was Kobe. Like, you knew. Game 6, 2010. I'm praying. I want KG to get his ring. I want Boston Celtics to win. And I'm praying that something goes right because Kobe's on. The Lakers have a lead. And you know it's not going to go good. You respect that everybody... Kobe made the whole world unify at one time and think the same thing. Like, well, there goes the game. The Lakers are going to win. Whatever side you on, it didn't matter. You understood when Kobe took over. It's either a good thing or a bad thing. That was his superpower. And he was our superhero. Hey, hey. Happy to uh, talk about Kobe. Sad circumstances, but um, that's my favorite player. I think everybody knows that. Um, I always said Jordan was my favorite player, but then I was thinking back at it. You know, I like Jordan and, of course, Kobe was a carbon copy of Jordan in a lot of ways, but Kobe was the player for our generation. And it's funny, I heard some other people saying, you know, Kobe fans are so intense. Kobe stands, um, people like to call us. We always felt like we had to protect Kobe from a lot of the criticism he got because he wasn't Jordan. Then... He needed Shaq. Then 
this new kid, LeBron, comes, and, you know, he's doing all this crazy stuff, and, you know, Kobe fans, I guess we never felt like Kobe got all of the credit um, in the media. But the cool thing about Kobe was he never cared, and I think that's why a lot of the Kobe fans, um, a lot of us appreciated him as a player because he went out there and gave 200% no matter what anybody was saying or thought of him, you know, the Mamba mentality everybody's been talking about. And it's kind of cool that towards the end of his career and, you know, the few years of retirement, um, unfortunately, that he got that were cut short, um, people, you know, came to appreciate him, you know, whether it be his, his tour, his retirement tour that he did, or um, the younger players, the younger generation that grew up watching him that's now in the league that talk about how they, um, how Kobe was, Bomani Jones calls him Sensei Kobe. And that's so true because you would hear random players coming out and saying how Kobe helped them and worked out. And it's, it's nice because that stuff never came from Kobe. You know, like, we would always hear about what he was doing from the people that he helped. And the coolest thing was seeing how happy he was to me in retirement because, you know, he he played with such fire that he always seemed kind of angry on the court in the way that Jordan did. But unlike Jordan, we definitely got to see happy Kobe, you know, um, as he got older, and particularly with his kids and with his daughter. Um, the Gianna, the one who passed away, looked exactly like him and had so many of his mannerisms. And you could see the joy in his face when he talked about all of his family. Um, and, you know, we we all saw Kobe grow up. I was, you know, a young, young girl when I started watching basketball again because of Kobe. And that led me into being a Laker fan. And I watched, you know, the Lakers for 20 years. That was my team, even though I lived in Atlanta. And I lost a lot of hours of sleep um, that I should have been uh, in bed and getting ready for school or college the next day because I had to watch the 10.30 game for the Lakers and then watch Sports Center afterwards. Um, but Kobe's the reason that yeah, I fell back in love with basketball after Jordan uh, retired and you know, I was young when Jordan played. I remember him, but don't have that same kind of connection as I do with Kobe. And Kobe also has a connection with his team in the way that Jordan didn't. Um, we thought of Jordan as this singular figure, but with Kobe, he was so synonymous with the Lakers, and even after his retirement, stayed tied to the Lakers. And a part of me really appreciates that, too, you know, his loyalty to to that team and and just his happiness with his loyalty. You know, he had a lot of issues. I think we all remember that. Um, but at the end of the day, you can see with that with that city, you know, the connection he had with them in a way that I can't remember another basketball player at least having a connection with that city after uh, retirement. Um, I think locally probably Dwayne Wade has that kind of, of connection, but um, not in on the same grand stage as, as Los Angeles. Um, so, you know, it's a sad day for all basketball fans, and I am happy that, that it seems that everyone got to show their appreciation for Kobe while he was alive anyway, um, in a way that normally does not happen. Um, 
and you can see his influence in the players today, whether it be Kyrie Irving or uh, who's probably the um, the one who has a, a lot of elements of his game and is obviously very close to him. Giannis attends Kumpo with his, you know, work ethic and, and Trey Young and, and all of these players that grew up in the same generation that, um, you know, that, that loved Kobe and his game. Um, but, you know, feel sorry for mainly his family. That was my first thought, his, his poor wife and the rest of his kids. It's, that's difficult to impossible to get over. Um, but anyway, that's my thoughts. I went over my time, but these are my Lakers. I'm sure you understand. What's up, Mike? Uh, it's your resident L.A. native, TJ. Um, I appreciate what you're doing, letting us you know, get a few words in on the podcast about Kobe, his impact, just what he meant to individuals particularly. Um, being an L.A. native, you know, I saw the Lakers play in the Great Western Farm in Inglewood, the City of Champions, and then when they moved to the Staples Center. And, you know, Kobe was was basketball for us. No matter who you who you rooted for outside of the Lakers, you were a Laker fan if you were in L.A. I remember going to the Laker parades, you know, getting out of school, being able to go to the Laker parades when we won the championships, or going out and driving around in cars, seeing people carry their brooms because we swept the team. Like, Kobe was a big part of us growing up. And, you know, it really sucks the way that he um, passed away. But, again, you know, death is, death is unforeseen. You can't really do nothing about it, but... Uh, you can always think back about the good times. So my one good memory is actually my mom's memory. Um, so we all know Kobe flew on helicopters to beat L.A. traffic. Um, this one particular time when he was flying into the Staples Center, he would actually land on my mom's building um, where she worked at. She worked for the city of L.A. Uh, he would come down in a private elevator, jump in the car. car would shoot him around the corner maybe five five to seven minute drive to the Staples Center. Well, this particular time, the car service was late. My mom was uh, outside and, you know, he asked, hey, will you take me? <laughs> Being an L.A. resident, you know, you're supposed to be obligated. And, you know, it's Kobe. You, you would jump at that opportunity. But my mom, growing up a Showtime Laker fan, was not a particular fan of Kobe's. Um, she thought he was a ball hog. <laughs> so she didn't take him. She refused to take him. Instead, the security guard, uh, one of the security guards for the building said, hey, Mr. Bryan, I'll take you. So he jumped in the car with him, took him. But that was just, like, I had a fan moment. I was like, Ma, how could you not take Kobe? Fan or not, like, you, you should have took him. Like, he could have been in our car. Um, but, yeah, it was it was definitely... It was definitely a fan moment for me, for my mom, even though she wasn't a Laker fan at the time. Um, but, yeah, Kobe's definitely going to be missed. And it's just without a question, it, this one hurts the city. We haven't fully recovered from Nip yet. And then, you know, we, we lost another one. So it's definitely, it's definitely a, a tough time for us. 
And then you think about the legacy that he was leaving behind with Gigi. Gigi was going to be just as good, if not a better ball player than him. So tragically, you know, L.A. has lost three people that would have been monumental to us.